Bringing back the 90s. This is a world premiere exclusive. And don't forget who played it first. Podcasting out of Ohio. Holy Toledo in the building. It's going global to podcast. We talk about everything from beginning to end. And you born to win. And I'm your host, Michael Shaw. Let's get it. Where God is cool and that's the only way to be We're going to start this off with a little bit of prayer Heavenly Father we come to you with our heads bowed and our hearts open And most importantly pray that we decrease and you increase during this time of fellowship I just lift up every listener from wherever at whatever nation they're at Whatever city, whatever state Lord Father God I just pray a hedge of protection and, and ministering angels begin to minister to them Cover them, Lord Father God, and I just pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When I do it, when I do it, This is a world premiere exclusive. Can you hear me, baby? Amen. 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 I was acting like I was too good for you. I was acting like I was too good for you. I was acting like I was too good for you. I was acting like I was too good for you. I was too good for you, but you gave me all of my truth. All of my truth. All of my truth. All of my truth. All my resources. You gave me all of my truth. All of my truth. Deep in my heart. Deep in my heart. Ain't safe, but I found somewhere to start. Somewhere to start. My bad, I'm finally reading your message. I hone in on my blessings. I feel connected. I'm sorry if I ever made you feel rejected. I let you in my heart and now I feel protected Not sure or if you in the universe are the same thing If not, I listen to you both and hope you say the same thing I'm so small and the thought of you sometimes was too much Now I don't ever feel stuck cause you be coming in clutch Live through me and my pen, you give me all of my powers Now I'm the best songwriter ever, tell me I'm not I'm tuned in to my existence here on earth I had to find you first, now you define my work Awesome, that's what it is, that's what you are, that's true I'm never buying myself cause I always got you I found contentment in the struggles you choose Cause I'm consistently better for it when I make it through And let the church say amen Amen, you showed me patience And now all I can do is praise dance with raise hands And pray that the next will take a chance On you, the same way that you do For us, y'all I could never be too good for you I could never be too good for you I could never be too good for you Too good for you For you, oh, 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 for you, o
exclusive. Can you have it, baby? And don't forget who planned for it. Ask, seek, and knock. As the word 
tells us in the scripture reference would be Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, and Psalms chapter 34, verse 10. Relationships can be an instrument to bring you closer to God as you seek wisdom and guidance in the sermon along the way. Remember, it is no such as Christian dating, it's Christians who date. Now it's time to take the pressure off trying to date biblically and instead see the entirety of our interactions with others as an opportunity to connect with God, to become our best, and to reflect Him to people who He brings into our lives. Don't damage someone just because he or she isn't your wife or husband. As I stated, I've done that before, being hurt. Just lashing out of bitterness and, 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 and just acting in evil. Now, outside of a husband and wife, we are all brothers and sisters. We are called, we are, we are, we are family, we are body. Now, dating and courting is to find a marriage partner. If you can't happily, verbally, and mentally picture yourself married within a year, you're not in a position to date. And I'm not saying you can't date just because, no, it, it just be, be honest with self and understand that I can't even feed me. So how am I expected to feed her? Or I can't pay my bills, so how am I going to take on a, a, a man with kids? Or how am I going to take on a woman with kids when I can barely fend for myself? Make sure you're in a position to prosper when it comes to dating and bring it before God and just keep those five tips. And those tips, once again, were become a healthy person, date a healthy person, see dating as an opportunity of encouragement, set and maintain physical boundaries, and bring it before God. Now, the way of dating for each gender, men, we it is on us to initiate, not manipulate this situation. Because we have to risk rejection all the while being genuine. And I, and I know it's kind of hard, especially being children of God and, and, and being a man of God, being in the world the way the society shapes it and the way that the standards are. It's a lot of women that will take a godly man and just put him in check. Well, let me just try this. Let me just try that. And fellas, you have to understand it's not her. It's the thing because our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against evil principalities and spirits of the unfortunate world. So when we understand that, it's not her. Yes, she may be acting bitter. Yes, she may be trying to throw... Excuse me, she may be trying to throw that thing on you, but understand your purpose and your calling and your position. Now, the way of dating, man, like I said, we initiate, not manipulate. Now, a woman just responds. Her response can be negative or positive. And, and, and a woman has to learn what it is to let a man assume spiritual leadership in a relationship. Because nowadays, women got cars, she got her own house, she got this, she got this. Well, man, if you want to get the woman something, she already got it. So now she's looking like, what can you do for me? So so now dating women, daughters of God, are, are beginning to want that spiritual. It's not even physical. So yes, they want to go to the fancy restaurants and do all this, but the glitz and glamours don't matter. At a certain point in life when a woman has children, her body changes, her mind changes, her spirit changes. So she wants that spiritual leadership in a relationship. But a woman has to understand that she has to learn what it is to let a man assume the spiritual leadership in their household and in their relationship. The Lord is sovereign. If it doesn't work out with a particular person, the Lord will cause something else to work out. He knows what is best for each of us, and all must learn to trust him, especially about the things that we, that, that we feel are very important to us. Truth about 
1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 30. And it states, it is not good to marry just instead of burning. It is not good to just marry instead of burning with the passion. It's a major misteaching in the church. By just marrying someone, the passion is solved, but a bigger problem arises. Two people who don't really know each other are now bound in a covenant, creating the better possibility of the marriage bed being defiled by Satan, being the orchestrator of the relationship, meaning it is fueled by passion and desire with no purpose. And we serve a God of purpose. Now, to explain the why wait, I know everybody wants to date and, oh, I don't want to be alone and I just, let's face it, we live in a sex-saturated society. Sex for its own sake is the focal point of hookup culture that permeates a majority of college campuses. To make matters worse, our society has combined this over-sexualization of culture with a trend toward delayed marriage. Financial concerns and emphasis on advanced academic degrees and vocational interests are persuading increasing numbers of young men and women to indefinitely postpone marriage. This is a new arrangement, and it, and it gives rise to sexual frustration. When done right, sex is like the superglue that holds a marriage together. Its purpose is to bond two individuals together so that they become one flesh, and that can be found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. And in this way, the image of God, and it reflects the image of God to the rest of creation, and that's in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Sexual intercourse is designed to promote selfless love as couples wholly participate in the process of sexual bonding, taking mutual ownership of their relationship and finding profound satisfaction in it. The goal is correction and closeness, fidelity, and the ability to emphasize with your partner. However, abstaining from sex until marriage does not guarantee a physical satisfying experience. Too often we say sex, marriage, under the assumption that our sex lives will be more fulfilling when we wait as God commands, but this may not always be the case. Physically satisfying sex can occur in and outside of marriage, but holy sex, sex that's honoring to God and to your partner, the only that only comes with the bond of a covenant. When you understand how sex is supposed to work, you begin to see that God wants us to reserve it for marriage because it's such a unique, exclusive, and wonderful thing. Stated simply, sex is a holy mystery that we spend our lives trying to unravel. It's hard to deny this, the fact, this is fact. Sex feels good under any circumstance. God designed it that way. It activates the pleasure center of the brain, releasing dopamine into the system, dopamine into the system, a feel-good hormone so powerful that we can actually become addicted to it. It also triggers the release of oxytocin, the brain's bonding mechanism. Our experience of sexual attraction and pleasure is progressive in nature. It grows by stages when a guy and a girl first start to sense a mutual attraction they can get a thrill out of seeing each other from across the room from there they progress to talking looking into each other's eyes touching holding hands and kissing and now what happened in the beginning eventually becomes familiar and routine and they feel compelled to advance in order to renew that excitement some couples tried to counter the arguments that i presented today by saying well we're going to get married anyway we already made a commitment. What difference does it make if we become one flesh right now or wait until after the wedding? First of all, you haven't actually made a commitment yet. Not even if you're engaged. I've been engaged. And yes, I still 
took a part in sexual acts, but I knew it wasn't right and I repented and got right to it. Now, in our culture, engagement doesn't doesn't amount to that kind of promise. It's marriage that's a covenant. The real promise will be given when you stand before God in the assembly of witnesses and solemnly pledge yourselves to one another till death do you part. Unless those words are said, it's still fairly easy to bail out. God is against divorce. God is not a God of divorce. Divorce, a little side note, divorce, if studied in the Hebrew, is division, division, divorce. So that's that's what the enemy causes, divorce. You, you cause a division in the marriage, and then you slowly but surely get a divorce because it's spiritual and it's physical. That leads to my second point. It's not uncommon for weddings to be canceled a week before the event. Such things do happen. When they do, couples who have already had sexual intercourse end up carrying more emotional and physical baggage than those who had made the decision to wait. Now to lighten the load, just stay pure. Just stay pure. And don't forget those five tips to dating godly. Become a healthy person. Date a healthy person. See dating as an opportunity of encouragement. Set and maintain physical boundaries and bring it before God. So how does one lay a strong foundation for marriage? Good question. In some ways, this is the same question David poses and immediately answers when he asks, how can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. And then this was written in Psalms chapter 119, verse 9. Living according to God's word means taking his design for marriage and human sexuality seriously. You can do this by implementing four principles strategies pause reflect understand and decide many young couples try to put this thing into practice by delaying marriage but they fail to see how it applies to premarital sex before allowing yourself to be swept away by hormones and passion take a deep breath get your bearings and figure out how you really feel about sex and marriage now reflection dust off your bible Find out what it says about purity and wholeness, satisfying relationships. Pay attention to Paul's description of the fruit of the Spirit. In the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These nine words present a picture of a complete woman and man of God that walks with Christ. Patience and self-control are relevant to the question here under consideration how does one keep self pure? Now this is only done by patience and self-control. Yes, it's easier said than done, but if you immerse yourself in the word of God and with these nine characteristics of the Holy Spirit, pause, reflect, understand, and decide, you'll be better off than just going with, your, going with the motion and going with the feel. There is no better way to prepare for marriage than by cultivating these spirit-inspired qualities. And those qualities are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no better way to prepare for marriage than by cultivating these spirit-inspired qualities. Now, the third strategy, understand. After reading the Bible, put some effort into understanding why it says what it says. Otherwise, your conviction will crumble.
part of me. Now, being single, saved, and set apart, here are some scripture references that help structure your walk. Now, spiritual discipline is key, and a thing, a few things to do under that title of spiritual discipline, we're going to start with, number one, you spend time each day in prayer, and, and, and the scripture references, you can just jot these down and pause it, rewind it, play it back till you get them, but it's spend time each day in prayer, and that can be found in the book of Psalms, chapter 5, verse 3. And number two, studying God's word gives guidance. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verse 11. The book of Psalms, chapter 119, verse 105. The book of Psalms, chapter 19, verses 9 through 11. And number three, the spiritual discipline. Spending time daily in God's word is vital. And that's in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 also found 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 13 and another key to spiritual discipline in your walk with being single saved and set apart is prayer can't stress this enough I won't stress it enough. I'm going to keep stressing. Prayer is important. Prayer gives permission for heaven to move on your behalf. Prayer is just to go ahead for the, for the will to be done with your go ahead because it's already finished. It just needs your say so. He needs you. That's why you got your free will. And that can be found 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. The book of James, chapter 1, verse 6. The book of Psalms, chapter 34, verses 15 through 18. The book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. The book of Psalms, chapter 50, verses 15. The book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 13. The book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12. Lastly, 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Those are just some references for being single, saved, and set apart to help you in your walk with scriptural, with spiritual discipline. And I pray that it blesses you as much as it blessed me along my walk. And I'm still walking, still being single, still saved, and I'm still set apart. It's a lifestyle. Reach towards promotion, it ain't hard to stay focused And the things I had to notice which keep my spirit open 